Hello. Hello. <laughs> and welcome back once again for another installment of Two, Two Player, Player Bros. Bros. Why do you add a question mark at the end? Because <laughs> <laughs> maybe we're not? Have we ever gotten a DNA test done? I, I, you, you're weird. You're pretty weird. So are you. No, you're weird. Anyway, uh, thanks for joining us. Sorry we've been gone so long. This one over here, player number two, had to go and get married. <laughs> Congratulations, bro. Aw, thanks. You have a sister now. I do have a sister-in-law. Uh, so for any of us who don't don't remember, for any of you who don't remember, it's been so long. Uh, I'm player number one, Michael Butler. I'm player number two, Alex Butler. And uh, yeah, so this is a podcast about all things video games. We're two brothers who play way too many video games. Um, in our last episode, we kind of talked about E3, what we were looking forward to, what was already announced as going to be talked about, and what we were hoping would be shown. Um, so this episode, we're not going to take too long. We're going to do one simple Q&A and then go right into E3. It's going to be a pretty E3 heavy uh, episode. I know we're a little late to the game, but won't you join us? It stands for Electronics Entertainment Expo. Oh, man, he's done his homework this time. Yeah, I'm just kidding. We watched all the videos for him right now. He knew nothing. I was on my honeymoon. Anyway, all right, so let's jump right into the Q&A. Uh, so why don't we uh, flip the page? Flip the page. All right, so, bro, in honor of your recent nuptials, That's I think... a funny word. It's it like, is. Like nuptials, but nuptials. Uh, like need, nipples. You need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> so in honor of your recent marriage, uh, the Q&A is simple this time. It is... Who is your favorite video game wife in all the video games? A character that you've married or a couple that were married. Nah, just your your character married someone else. Who is your favorite video game wife and or husband? Can it be the one in Fable that I kill? Yeah, yeah sure. Because I can't think of any other ones. You killed your wife in Fable? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> I didn't even know that was an option. Wait, no, I knew that was an option. And the kid can hate you. But like. I can't think of any other video game wives. I've really played a game that like you could get married. Can't you get married in Skyrim? You can't get married in The Sims. Oh, you can get married in Skyrim, right? Lydia, Lydia's, yeah, Lydia. Lydia, yeah. She's the house Carl of Whiterun. You get her when you first do that quest and kill your first dragon. They give you a housemaid or house Carl, and you can make her your wife. You can. Aw, yeah. that's so sweet. All right. Not your fable wife? Well, you killed her, so obviously yeah, that's no, not yeah, your favorite. Yeah, no, I killed her. Uh, all right. Well, mine was also going to be my fable wife, but I didn't murder my fable <laughs> wife. <laughs> Do you even remember her name, though? I don't remember my fable wife. That's pretty bad. Name, but I, had, I can't remember her I name. had two fable wives because I had one that was really cool and one that was like a poor pauper. And she lived in my secret, like, I remember I had, like, just a house area, and then I had one that was, like, a secret house that you can get in Fable 2. So you had to enter the stone wall guy. So he, like, opened his mouth, and you went in, and you had to, like, solve a quest or something. So this hmm. wife was, like, a hidden wife, and she didn't know about my other wife. Um, but I think at one point, because she worked in the tavern, I think she saw me flirting with somebody else. 
but it was very was often. Was it going to be a potential third wife? There might have been a potential third wife. But I, I do remember I'd always come home and she had a very like, very like London lower class, like nanny kind of accent. Oh, honey, how you doing? Like, it was just all it was awesome. And that the fact that my second secret while well, I lived in the secret hut. So I think those were my favorite uh, video game marriages because I, I really enjoy Fable. Fable's a good one. I hope they remake. I don't really like three, but one is good. And I never played two. I never played three. One day I have it for free. I'll try it eventually. So that was our uh, that was our Q and A because we got a lot to jump into with E three. So let's flip jump out it. You said page? jump, and I was gonna say jump on it. We never said, say jump on it. Flip no, the no, page. No, I, I didn't realize you were already getting the. Flip were we the gonna? Page. We're gonna. Were we gonna segue to jump on it? Sing jump on it a little bit, but like go right ahead. No, I don't wanna. <laughs> I lost it. It's gone. I could the easily. The magic is gone. I could easily have edited it in. The the magic is gone. Oh well. It's gone. Jump on it. I don't even want to Damn. do it now. Damn. It's too late. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's dead. All right, let's just flip the fucking page. Flip it. All right, E3. So before we, uh, I guess, well, well, why don't we talk about, what do you want to talk about first? What you are most excited for? What you were surprised wasn't announced? I mean, I was hoping for, and I'm not surprised it wasn't announced. But I need Elder Scrolls Six in my life. It's like a bad drug, and like, you know, like you you take your old heroin needle and you keep injecting yourself with Skyrim repeatedly, and just repeatedly. And and I almost I'm very tempted to buy it on my new Switch, and that will be the fifth time that I'll have purchased Skyrim because I need an Elder Scrolls fix, and I, I need we I need six. But I knew they weren't going to say anything, but I had that hope. That that small shred of hope that they might have released any kind of information on it. But and instead, I'll just I'll just pump my veins full of more Skyrim. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. It's OK. Um, yeah, I was really surprised that they didn't announce Splinter Cell because I listed that as one of my top three games. I was so sure when the. Uh, online. When someone posted online who was working on the game, posted on Twitter, oh yeah, I'm so glad to be working on this Splinter Cell game. And then uh, Ubisoft had to go in and go, oh, there's no, there's no, there's no Splinter Cell game. Like they weren't ready to announce it yet. I was mm-hmm. really sure that's because they wanted to announce it during E3. And I don't know if they didn't announce it as kind of like a, a big fu to that guy, <laughs> or they were just waiting to announce it until like maybe Gamescom later this summer or something. But um, I was surprised that there was no. No announcement for Splinter Cell. That was a little disappointing. Hmm. There also wasn't too much on uh, the game Beyond Good and Evil, which looks really good. I never played the original, but this new one looks really neat where humans and animals kind of live together in this open hmm. world, gigantic solar system. Um, so those were two things I was a little surprised about. I was also a little surprised that they never announced anything about a new Rocksteady game. Rocksteady said, you know, that they weren't going to announce anything, but it's been so long since um, Arkham Knight came out and Rocksteady has been working on their new game since that came out, which was, what, four years ago now, five years ago. You'd you'd think it'd be about time to at least tell the people what your new game would be. Because the, the Batman games are amazing, the Arkham games. And I think everyone is really hoping for their next game announcement to be either another sequel, which I'd be fine with because 
their games are near perfect Batman games or just something new. I Superman game. I really hope they make a Superman game, but they've said so many times they weren't going to. But in Arkham Knight, if you play through it, there are so many hints at a Superman game, like Superman posters and the bad guys talk about Superman. It's just like, bring it on. If anyone can make a good Superman game, it would be Rocksteady. Or the ones who made the N64 one. No, they're done. <laughs> they're gone, and it's because they made the N64 one. It was so good. You play it again. <laughs> I don't want to play it again. Exactly. Because, like... <laughs> Seven-year-old me loved that game so bad. Um, I was also a little surprised that um, I don't know if you saw the footage, bro, of the leaked Harry Potter game um this past summer or like early fall. No, like a hardcore Harry Potter game where it's like actually like open world takes place in what looks like the twenties, and you're killing goblins and you're using your spells to solve puzzles and traps, and it looks like a, a game that's got kind of the darkness of the movies, but I was really surprised when that with that leak, they still haven't actually announced anything official about that game yet because you'd think they'd want to make money. It's a very popular movie license. They're yeah, probably waiting. They probably don't have anything solid to show yet. Mm, that could be. So let's get into the stuff that we did see and we did like. So, I mean, let's talk about some of the stuff we knew about going into it. So. Let's just get Cyberpunk 2077 out of the way. Cyberpunky. It looks awesome. It, it looks does. fucking awesome. We just watched the 15 minute gameplay video on it. Yeah, I had watched the first uh, mission walkthrough, so I didn't watch this newest one thinking, eh, it's got to be so it's got to be, you know, the same kind of really kind of short thing. Well, not short, but same kind of thing. It just shows so much of the game. Mm-hmm. Um the just walking around the city was probably the most impressive part with all the different NPCs walking around going about their business. A lot more populated than GTA. Just everyone walking around in a big bustling city and everyone actually like has different animations that it, it does look like actually like realistic. Yep. In a non-realistic environment. Yeah, in a in a futuristic society. Yeah. It looks like you're playing a movie. It does. It looks like you're playing like a few, like a Robocop-ish kind of. I think I really yeah. dig that ro- or like that Robocop kind of dystopian 80s-ness mm-hmm. to it. But the upgrades look really cool. The seamlessness. The fact that there's no loading co- loading screens. I mean, clearly stuff loads, but mm-hmm. I'm always really impressed with how uh, developers are able to do that and and hide loading in between game gameplay seamlessly. Mm-hmm. And some of the high-level stuff looks really cool. The combat looks really good. At first, I was a little concerned about the first-person-ness of it. Um, especially when you customize your characters. I don't get the point of customizing a first-person character in a single-player game when you rarely see him or her. I have a feeling maybe they'll put in the option to do third-person. Maybe later on down the line, but I don't know. But it looks incredibly impressive, which we all knew it would. And the big surprise out of E3, of course, is uh, John Wick himself is going to be in the game. No, you're breathtaking. That's right. I love that meme. I love that man. Uh, so Keanu Reeves is going to be in the game as a character, I guess, from the tabletop game that the whole cyberpunk is based on. And I guess his character, everyone thought was dead, but he's not. And he's kind of like the mentor to help you get revenge in the actual single player mode and kind of talks to you quite a bit in the game. So I think that's pretty cool that he's in it. The game looks fantastic, which everybody knew. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. Guess what? It still looks fantastic. It's coming out in March next year. And 
if you don't buy it, you don't like good things, I would say. I'm excited because I don't have to worry about beating earlier games in a series to test ray tracing. Still oh, because it just has ray tracing? Yeah, because I, I don't want to beat the Metro games. Well, I want to beat them, but I don't have the time. I don't want to play Exodus to test out ray tracing without playing the other ones, but Cyberpunk will have it, and it has no prequel. There you go. So, definitely keep that on your radar. A couple of the other things would be Jedi Fallen Order. We finally got a good look at the actual gameplay for that. The one at EA Play that they showed, which is adjacent to E3, because I guess EA thinks they're too good for E3, didn't really wow me that much. I thought it looked very linear, um, very simple. It just kind of looked like a toned down Force Unleashed. But then the next day or the day after they showed the extended gameplay video, which me and uh, Alex just watched, Player 2 just watched right before we recorded, and I think it looks pretty good. Looks okay. Yeah, I'm just sad that lightsabers aren't lightsabery. But aside from that, that's right. Disney's got a rule. You can't cut anything off unless it's a story driven moment. Cut right through that spine. In that movie was saying right through the spine. Yep. But now you just slash things. Tsk, tsk. But the combat looks good, looks fluid. The animations, I like that he can use different powers. Um, you can you meet Forrest Whitaker's character again, Saw Guerrera from Rogue One. And his and eye did not look messed up. Oh, well. He had two normal eyes. That's unrealistic. They better fix that. They that's better. not Forrest Whitaker. It's not. But the game, I guess, is not going to be a linear game like I thought. When you watch the gameplay extended video, you do get the sense of you visit your ship and your crew. You go into the planetary map and you can go to different star systems with different planets and walk through those back again. So I guess it's more Metroidvania where these big open worlds can actually be gone back through once you unlock different powers or technology and unlock new things and selections and continue your story. And you have to go back and play through different sections. So that being said, that that's pretty neat. I do like that aspect of it. It didn't blow my mind, but being a huge Star Wars guy, I'm absolutely going to get the game and hope for the best. EA has not wowed me so far with their two games, three games. Technically, if you got the mobile game, Battlefront was Decent and Battlefront 2 just was like a cash grab and I wasn't super impressed with it. All the lawsuits. Yeah. I hear that the Clone Wars stuff is good that they just added like the Geonosis stuff. But the problem with the game is you can't level select like you can in the first Battlefront. So you have to randomly get that, that level. I played it twice. The first time I didn't get the level, so I shut the game off a couple of mo- like a month later. I tried again. Second time level was the Clone Wars level. and. I jumped into a game at the last 30 seconds and barely got to play. So I don't I don't know if I'm really going to go back. But hopefully this game will get me excited about Star Wars. So another game that was on everybody's radar that they were all hoping to see. I know you're really excited about because it is Final Fantasy 7 Remake. I fucking love Final Fantasy. I think you've mentioned it every episode. I mean, it's fucking awesome. I know you love it. It's great. So why don't you tell me a little bit about the remake? So it's got pretty graphics. I can tell you that much. Yeah. Characters actually have detail. Anyone who's actually played, which is, you know, all of you probably come on. Or at least seen the original Final Fantasy VII, where the characters have the, their faces are just blank with eyeballs. There's there's not much detail 
to any of the character models in seven. Let's be real. They're 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 blank faces with eyeballs. Their hands are little square nubs. <laughs> and you can't even say that, oh, it's because it's on original PlayStation. Well, my favorite Final Fantasy game, eight, come at me. Just fucking come at me. It's not the best Final it Fantasy. It's the best Final Fantasy. They had detailed character models. And that's PlayStation. Just saying. Anyway, so it looks really good. The graphics are really pretty. If anyone wants the classic feel of the game, you will be disappointed, however, because it is an action RPG, not turn-based. Well, actually, so when you do combat mode, there is an ability to turn on a more turn-based type system and pause it into your selection. It's not true turn-based, but it is a little bit more like if you ever played Knights of the Old Republic or more recently, I guess, Dragon Age, you're used to being able to pause the action and select your moves and then unpause it if that's more your... Still style. have to move around the battlefield yourself and everything, though. Yeah. So it's not really a turn-based game like but it used to be. You liked the combat in no, uh, the I'm most not recent, saying, right? I like, I love action RPGs. Right. I'm just saying for there's a lot of speculation about it, or not speculation. What's the word? Trepidation. What, whatever the word is for people who are upset that they don't have their turn, true turn-based, <laughs> that want it to be you know, true to the old feel. That's what the old game's for. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm just, just putting some, <laughs> that's true. I there. mean, I'm sure there will be people that are upset about it. I mean, final fantasy is known for being great. Um, like the preeminent turn-based RPG game other than maybe Pokemon. Yeah. Come at me. That's a turn-based RPG. It is. <laughs> But, you know, aside from that, the game looks really awesome. And if they take a million years to release the PC version, I'll be very upset. Mm, yeah, might have to get a PlayStation 4. You did just get a Switch. Nope. It's time to start. I bought a <laughs> Switch because most games on Switch are not on PC. There you go. Most games on PS4 are on PC. So why would I get a PS4? So, anyway. So, yeah, it's coming out. They have announced the first section of the game is going to be all takes place on, correct me if I'm wrong about the name, but Midgard. Is the name of the place? Midgar. Midgar, I'm sorry. Midgar. I mean, the first disc of the original Final Fantasy was all Midgar. So this is all going to be Midgar. I guess they said it really expands it. If they had put this game on a disc, they said even this alone would be two full Blu-ray PlayStation discs, if not four. I can't remember what they said. Either way, what they said was astounding, like how big the game is. So it's going to be quite a large game. Uh, when all is said and done and part two and possibly part three comes out, who knows how many parts they're going to have to this game. Um, Yeah. Was it March 3rd? I believe so. March 3rd, 2020. Mark your calendars. But that's not all for Final Fantasy, though. Oh, no. Because in E3, they also announced something that I was super happy about. And what's that, pray tell, brother? They are remastering Final Fantasy VIII. My favorite Final Fantasy. Finally, remastering doesn't mean nothing. It they might have voiceover, full voiceover. <gasps> what if the voice of your favorite characters don't really match what you had always envisioned? I mean, it probably will because I'm sure they're <laughs> going to use the ones from like maybe Dissidia, which aren't bad. Oh yeah, that's right. They voice all the guys in Dissidia. Okay, but I'm really excited. Improved character models and everything. And it's obviously a remaster, so they're, or sorry, yeah, remaster. So they're not 
you know, redeveloping the wheel like they are of Final Fantasy VII. Everything's going to be same gameplay wise. So you don't have to worry about any differences like that. So it's going to look better. And they're actually going to have a PlayStation 4 version. So you don't have to always bust out your PS3 or Vita to play it. Will they have a PC version for you? They will. Yep. The remaster is coming out on Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. That's neat. Indeed. So there's that also to look forward to for any Final Fantasy VIII fans like me. I'm waiting for the 9 remake. I already did it. Zidane's my... I said remake. Oh, remake. No, full remake. Zidane's my boy. Although at least I can admit that. Although 9's my favorite, 7 is the best. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, the most popular. So that's Final Fantasy news uh, for the E3. Indeed. Another thing that was known to us that we finally got to look at. Also Square Enix. Yes. And also surprisingly very divided on um, whether people liked it or not was Marvel's Avengers. Indeed. I, as we kind of know from the previous episode, if you listen to the previous episode, uh, couldn't really give two shits about this game going into it. I figured it would be very standard run to the mill kind of a game. I wasn't as stoked as everybody else was. I figured it would be another Ultimate Alliance. I am actually on the camp of I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. I was surprised by it. It actually got me excited for the game. I thought the characters look good. The graphics look very good. Thor's beard and hair could use a little work, maybe, to make him look more like it's growing from him and not just stuck on him. Um, but I knew going into it, it wasn't going to be the movie characters, which I think a lot. Uh, hopefully that didn't upset you, because, I mean, they were pretty upfront about that. No, that it wasn't based not, on the movies. that's not what my gripe is. <laughs> But uh, a lot of people I know are upset about that. The gameplay looks really good, really cinematic. They're going to come out with more gameplay footage this month, sometime in August, I believe, for Gamescom. They're actually going to show it was shown behind closed doors. So I was actually pretty impressed. I like the idea of all the different outfits that you can get. They showed the white and gold Iron Man. They showed a little bit of Ant-Man's going to be in it, Hank Pym. So they're going to introduce more characters as they go. And there's going to be free DLC. Their, their plan for this game is long term, which I liked. I was interested in the fact that the missions can keep going and going and there'll be different storylines and basically seasons. The one thing that concerned me was that the multiplayer seems kind of tacked on. It seems single player first, multiplayer second, where as you play through single player, you unlock multiplayer missions that you can then play through with your friends. Whereas I was kind of interested in more of the rumored Destiny kind of playthrough where you could team up with your friends and play through this the story with or without people. And it seems like that might not be the case. It might seem like Mario uh, the Rabbids crossover where you unlock some multiplayer levels while you play through the game which is a little disappointing. But as a single-player game and the way it looks and the way it might play, it seems like everybody plays very different. I'm pretty excited for it now. It wasn't on my radar before, but now it's more on my radar, I would say. But, bro, why don't you give me your thoughts of uh, of what you saw? So, right off the bat, I know you say the graphics look amazing. I think they do. But I think the graphics look like a previous generation console, like 360. You look at games that we just saw. Go look at Cyberpunk. Look at the graphics of that. That's what games look like now. Well, Cyberpunk is a cut above the rest, I think. Even other games that have been, even Final Fantasy, which is a remaster, also by Square Enix, looks a lot better graphically than Avengers does. 
Iron Man's shoot suit isn't even shiny. It's, it's barely shiny. shiny. It's barely shiny. Just saying. Oh, the graphics could be better. But I also didn't like Captain America's outfit. I know it's not supposed to be movie Captain America, but like it's he's wearing this massive SWAT outfit. How is he going to move around and be so nimble like he's supposed to be in a giant heavy outfit that Okay, I get he has super strength. Yeah, so heavy, got, heavy doesn't matter. <laughs> heavy doesn't matter, but it doesn't look easy to move around in. It's like wearing full combat gear. You talk to like you know someone in the military wearing full combat gear. You can't move around that well in it. He's not going to be able to do his spinning flip kicks and whatnot in a suit of heavy SWAT gear. Nah, I don't know. Plus, it's just one outfit of many. Black Widow looks like Lord Farquaad. She looks, looks like fine. Lord Farquaad. Uh, she looks fine. She looks like Lord Farquaad. Her, they, I will say the hair does not look good on any of the characters. The hair just looks like it's tacked on. Not Lord Farquaad. Like it. it's, no, they could at least make her look pretty. Oh, my God. Everyone coming from the movies has ScarJo in their face, in their mind, in their mind holes. Okay. And... Lord Farquaad is not nearly as attractive as Scarlett Johansson. Well, when you put it that way, yeah. I mean, Lord Farquaad isn't, but I think she looks fine. I, I think. No. I think the, these nitpicky people are people that are, are in love with the MCU and can't detach themselves from it. But that's fine. That's fine. You, you can have your own opinions, and that's fine. A lot of people agree with you. This is a very divisive game, mm -hmm. which I was really surprised to see that so many people were divisive. I was also surprised. Maybe they shouldn't also release it right or release trailers and everything right, when everybody's right got after Endgame. Endgame. I also think it's dumb that they didn't really show anybody playing the game. Like people have been waiting for this game. They're really excited. And you showed them a there snippet was of cinema. gameplay leaks. Right. And that was from Comic-Con. We'll, they'll, we'll show they'll show that officially in August. Um, I don't like talking about leaked footage on like a podcast or something because I don't think we should. Because we'd also judge it based on the quality of the video. Unless it was like high quality video. I would I would wait until the actual footage comes out. I talked about emulators and mods. Well, it's high quality footage. It's like a direct rip of the game. Anyway, so that's Avengers. So now let's talk about some of the stuff that we didn't kind of have on our radar. We didn't really talk about before. So I think one of the things that I thought was really interesting was, and I don't think I mentioned it to you, the amount of Terminator um downloadable content that's coming out oh yeah gears 5 has gears some. gears 5 is gonna have terminator stuff if you pre-order the game or if you're an xbox game pass ultimate member uh which i am so you can download the terminator that you also get into the tech test which was pretty cool i did play it which you couldn't during e3 but i have played the tech test i was pretty impressed about that but with the game coming out soon i might as well just wait to the actual review of the game but yeah not only that bro but also they announced during uh, and the Ubisoft conference for Ghost Recon Breakpoint, I think is the newest one. They announced that you can get DLC that's based on the Terminator as well. So there'll be a Terminator DLC based uh, uh, DLC coming out later with the game, I believe comes close to the uh, release of the movie that comes out in November. Huh. So I think it's interesting that all this Terminator stuff's coming out during it as also um, Terminator will be a character in. Uh, Super Smash. Oh. No, Mortal Kombat 11. So I'm still waiting for Shaggy. 
he tried. They were they weren't allowed to get Shaggy Still in there. Shaggy. Although the Shaggy is also owned by Warner Brothers, who does own Mortal Kombat. That I was surprised about the amount of Terminator stuff coming out. Three games featuring Terminator. So you were also pretty excited about one of the games that was announced. Indeed. So what was uh what was that? Luigi's Mansion Three. Oh yeah. Well, I didn't even know there was a second though. But yeah. when I saw Luigi's Mansion Three, I was like, oh shit, Luigi's Mansion. I believe Luigi's Mansion 2 is the one on the 3DS. That's why I don't know about it. I have it. It's pretty good. You know why? Because Luigi's Mansion is uh, its pretty perfect. It is exactly the game it should be. Luigi's Mansion is quite awesome. So I'm also excited for Luigi's Mansion 3. And when is it coming out, bro? I don't know when it's coming out. I'll tell you. It comes out on Halloween. That's pretty awesome. It is pretty awesome. Yeah, but I... I you did see it's got a hotel instead of a mansion. So it's a larger game, which is cool. I believe yeah. you can also be multiple Luigi's and work together. It's got a multiplayer mode now. That's pretty awesome. I like that idea. Too. 17 floors of the hotel. Ooh, I did not know that. Each floor is completely different themed, which is pretty awesome. So it's nice and fresh. You're not just going through like every single 17 floors, like the same looking mansion, like the first one. Yeah, that's true. So they're all different themed. There's new ways to combat the ghosts now. You can like swing them around and smash them on the floor like a WWE Luigi vacuum wrestler <laughs> to make them whittle down their health. It's going to be cool new ghost bosses. I, I, like I don't know. They didn't say anything about a boo hunt. I don't know if there's going to be. I, was there a boo hunt in the second one? Yeah. So there's probably going to be another boo hunt in this, this one too. But looks pretty cool. You got EGADs. Luigi's got to save, you know, everyone. Mario, Peach, Toad. And now you can actually play it now that you've got a Switch finally. I did finally get a Switch. Welcome to the console world. I mean, I have N64. That's a console. <laughs> Welcome back to the console world. Oh, thanks. So Luigi's Mansion does look good. I'm pretty excited about it. You are pretty excited about it. I am because that was a great game back on the GameCube. So while we're on the topic of Nintendo games, they also showed some Animal Crossing footage. I love Animal Crossing. This one looks interesting, though. Did you see anything about this one? Nope. So this Animal Crossing, you are on an island hmm. and you start with like a tent and stuff and you build up and you're making the town. You're not just a citizen of the town. You help to make huh. the town come to be. Other people join your island as you make the island look more approachable, more um, habitable. Hmm. So you, you kind of expand it from the top instead of just owning a home you're actually kind of big potatoes now Ooh, potatoes mm -hmm. although i'm sure you'll owe some kind of mammal a large sum of money that you have to pay back yeah i don't remember if they put a release date on that but it does look very good something that surprised me and actually is um, a game that i'm really excited about now is watchdogs legion uh i was a fan of Watch Dogs at the when that premiered at E3 years and years ago, and it looked like a fantastic game. The ability to hack into different people's cell phones and security systems and laptops and wreak havoc on streetlights and stuff. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I got the game. It was OK. It has some really cool parts. I really like the augmented reality mini games. Um, some of the concepts were neat, but it really wasn't. It a was a good filler game. for GTA. For yeah, me, basically. It wasn't quite open world enough to compete with Grand Theft Auto, and it didn't really experiment with the hacking stuff enough 
for to be unique, uh, super unique. Watch Dogs 2, I never played, but I guess did increase that and make it. It was it was much better than the first. I actually do have it downloaded. I just haven't gotten around to play it yet. But this third one looks incredible. It takes place in the near future in London, which is an interesting setting right off the bat. You're no longer in just an American city based on San Diego, San Francisco, or um, I guess they were San, San Francisco. San Francisco. New or New York or Los Angeles, you're actually in London and you can control every character, which I think we saw in the trailer. Yeah, there are some interesting characters you can control. Grandma. Grandma looks awesome. Grandma kicks ass. Grandma does kick ass. She saw she shot someone in the head right in the back of the head in the back of the head. She didn't care. She just kind of strolled up. She could barely walk, but she still shot him in the back of the head. So good. So the gameplay footage in the trailer is nothing compared to the gameplay trailer that they released, which has about 30 minutes of a mission where you're trying to pick up some guy that knows how to hack drones. Um, in that you start as like this bruiser type guy. You have these really awesome like London themed masks that you put on to hide your identity. And. You just recruit different people and you, you switch to them depending on their specialty and where they are in the level. For instance, they switched to another old lady who's an actual a computer program, ex-computer programmer hacker. So she's sitting on a bench. She gets up and she hacks into a police station, takes out a couple of guards and then. Sends her little robot drone that she controls into a vent system, into the main computer headquarters and uses uses this spider drone to like attack cops and stuff like that. And then slowly escapes out of the building and shimmies over a ledge old lady style, like just really slowly getting one leg over the other leg and like limping across. And so you can control everyone in this game. Everyone is recruitable. Everyone is voiced. Everyone has a specialty weakness, all that kind of thing. And everyone has permadeath. So if you lose one of these, these characters, they're gone for good. So there really is no main character. Um, although the gameplay footage does show somebody at HQ who talks to you and gives you the missions and stuff. Hmm. So I think it'll be pretty interesting to see how the story plays out when you never really have a main guy or if the story plays out differently, if you're able to keep one person from start to finish. Well, who do you, does everyone start off with the same person? I would imagine, but I don't really know that answer yet. Hmm. But it looks super impressive, um, not from like a graphical standpoint, but from a technical standpoint of controlling everybody and just a gameplay standpoint. I believe that comes out sometime next year. Um, and I'm pretty pumped for that. Yeah, I might play it potentially. Another game that I saw that I thought was just really fun, kind of stupid, um, is Fall Guys Knockout, which looks like a battle royale game show kind of game where you're 99 little bubble guys and <laughs> you just have to do all these weird mini games and watch your competition all get splattered as you're waiting to get to the end. It, it just looks really cute and funny and quick and just some, something simple and fun. And that comes out, I believe, in 2020 as well. And something I'm looking forward to. And that's something that's a trailer that took me by surprise from Devolver, which I wasn't expecting to really think looked that good. Well, Devol Devolver does make amazing games. They do. We've really silly, but really amazing games. Another one they showed that I showed you, which you were kind of grossed out by, was Carrion. Carrion. It was... It wasn't I wasn't really grossed out more like. Yeah, <laughs> more like what? 
Like, yeah. Carrion, basically, you're this red blob who goes around through these levels uh, in a laboratory, and you start to grow. And the more you grow, the more you get powers and can upgrade yourself to attack the different scientists and escape. So you're kind of like, I mean, you're a red meaty blob, but you it's kind of like you're the alien from Aliens. So you sneak in vents, you come out, you attack people with your trendles, trendles from behind. You can upgrade yourself to be cloaked. You can get enormous as well and start to grow, which they show in the trailer a little bit. Um, it's all done in, in like a 2D platformer kind of way, all with kind of retro graphics. But it does look pretty cool, pretty gross and interesting. Indeed. So the other thing that surprised me um, that I didn't even expect was during the Xbox conference, they started to show this game where some guy pulls up to these, this forest with a dog and they go searching for the in, in through the woods for some missing kids. And as he's going through these woods, I'm starting to think oh, this kind of looks kind of like the Blair Witch. And then they show the start to show the little stick guy symbols for the Blair Witch. And I'm like, oh, man, it's a Blair Witch game. I'm not a huge fan of the Blair Witch movie. I didn't think it was particularly frightening. It was effective for what it was. Uh, basically what inspired Paranormal Activity, which became a huge hit as well. But the game looks really good. It looks really psychological. I like the use of the dog, being able to use the dog to search for things. I'm going to be shot if the dog dies. Oh, no, I agree. If the dog dies, I'm out. I don't even want to hurt. Don't even touch the dog. Well, that should motivate you to play the game and keep the dog I, safe. I don't want to. <laughs> like, I don't watch movies with dogs in them anymore. I agree. But true to the kind of the Blair, which is a handheld camera style throughout the whole game. It looks like you go around and you pick up little uh, DVI tapes and you put them into your camcorder and you watch footage of what happened to these kids when they were out in the woods or other missing people as well. Or maybe even yourself as you start to have these quote unquote memories, he says in the trailer. All the whole time in the trailer, sometimes the Blair Witch is talking to you and stuff. It looks really good, really creepy. It was released during the Xbox conference, so I'm hoping it's a uh, it's going to be on the Xbox uh, Game Pass. Even if it's not, I think it's only like 30 bucks. I'll download it and give it a try. It looks really good. It looks really creepy. I don't think the Xbox has enough creepy games. I think that's something PC gamers have a lot more of. Is developers because they're usually indie developers um, do a lot more of the, the scary games and stuff like that, like Visage, Darkwood, um, which did just come out for consoles, but a couple of years later, Visage just got a second chapter. Ooh, and uh, a chair, a chair in a room, which is VR to be fair, but Five Nights at Freddy's also consoles, just got VR. Consoles have Five Nights at Freddy's, don't they? Doesn't they? Do they have it now? Do they have it now? No, I don't think they do. But either way. The consoles are very lacking in horror games, so I'm hoping this will be a good um, horror game uh, for consoles. But that really surprised me. I wasn't expecting that trailer to pop up at all. Uh, I hadn't read or heard any rumors about a Blair Witch game. And being not a fan of the Blair Witch, I was surprised at how much I thought the trailer looked. So that's about it in terms of E3. I would say the number one game I was really excited about is still Cyberpunk. However, they didn't show too much more during E3 than they had before in terms of announcements uh, other than a release date in Keanu Reeves which I guess for some people is enough because it won Game of the Year uh, Game of Show Awards again for uh, by a lot of people um, I think Watch Dog Legions really was my number one like pick like that's 
that's a game that surprised me a game that really a franchise that seemed to not be going to anywhere and they really kind of knocked that one out of the park i think in terms of at least their announcement we'll see how the game actually is Hmm. bro what was your number one pick from e3 from what you've seen so far from this year final fantasy 8 remaster what was your number one new game (laughs) new game does borderlands 3 count did they show any of it during e3 yeah then yeah but i mean it was revealed though it doesn't have to have been revealed they they showed footage that's fine yeah borderlands 3 super stoked about borderlands 3 guns with legs they've got you boo guns with legs guns with legs guns with legs Sense of legs, graphics are pretty awesome. Multiple planets that look really diverse. Oh, they did announce crossplay as well. Indeed. In fact, uh, I'm going to be doing a big stream September 13th, release day, starting whenever the game is unlocked. Doing a 24 hour stream with a few friends. One will be on the PS4. Wait, can I be in the stream? If Chris bitches out. <laughs> Then we will have an open spot. A 2PB stream? We're going to be cosplayed out. We got a makeup artist to do us up all cell shaded Borderlands style. Wait, do you really? Yeah, she's really <laughs> good too. Look at you. Look at you, pro streamer. I'll be opening the Diamond Loot Box Edition on stream. Making sure that there's no game codes to be sniped from my stream, though. Be careful with that box. You know, you know, sometimes they hide like item codes and shift codes on things and these loot boxes. So yeah, kind of make sure that no one goes no one can screen. screen grab it and exactly. lock it before you. But, Interesting. Uh, but yeah, it'll be a good time. September 13th. Twitch channel. Be there. Or be square. I'll be there for a little bit. I don't know what my work schedule will be that day. but Well, that's the beauty of it. Everyone's going to be at work. Wanting to play Borderlands, they'll go on Twitch. They'll see my stream. So that concludes our E3 section. So let's flip the page. Flip it. So guys, that has been our episode for Two Player Bros. Our post E3 episode. Uh, again, we apologize for the long break. There's a lot of wedding stuff going on. Hard to plan each other's schedules. Going forward, hopefully we'll be more regular with these episodes and maybe do some more stuff. Maybe some gameplay footage, maybe some videos or some co-streams as well maybe you might see some more two-player bro streams in the near future uh, now that he's got a switch i've got a pc and just found a wire that i can hook my xbox controller into hey eh. maybe we can do some more stuff that you guys can watch on online at the uh, 2pb community out there as well so again if you guys have any question and questions you want answered on the show you have any like weird video game questions or hypotheticals or opinions or facts that you want to throw out there at us uh you can always email us at twoplayerbros at gmail.com and uh, you can always go on our facebook page our instagram page or twitter and uh hit us up there remember to like subscribe rate share our podcast uh wherever you're listening to this one we're available wherever podcasts can be found. And yeah, just thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. So it's plug time. So, bro, I know you kind of already did like a mini plug, but why don't you tell us where to listen to your stream and what you do? I am 
if you are new to the stream. I am player two, Alex Butler. I am an IT technician and avid PC gamer and tech aficionado. I stream on twitch.tv slash evangelix, spelled A-V-E-N-G-A-L-E-X. You can see me there. I try to stream as much as I can after, you know, after I get home from work, you know, work a full time job. So I'll be on around six, seven o'clock Eastern time on the days that I don't have crazy plans. And uh, right now I'm playing uh, Borderlands and Terraria. How about you, bro? So I'm player number one, Mike Butler. I've got two other podcasts that I do. I've got Forgotten Cinema that I do with my buddy, writer-director Mike Field, where we talk about movies that, for some reason or another, seem to have been forgotten by audiences, whether it's because another movie came out that was more popular than it, or maybe just nobody saw it. We try to figure out why nobody saw the, the films, why we remember enjoying them, and what makes them a movie that deserves a rewatch or a revisit. So if you're interested in, in film, learning a little bit more about how they're made, Join me and Mike Field as we discuss all that. We have new episodes come out every Wednesday, and we're available wherever podcasts can be found. You can also find us on ForgottenCinemaPodcast.com, on Instagram at Forgotten Cinema, on Twitter at Forgotten Cinema Podcast, and on the Facebooks as well. We have also got Cracking One Open with Mike and Elise. It's a podcast with brews, news, and pop culture reviews where you join me and my fiance Elise as we crack open a different craft beer every episode. We talk a little bit about the style of beer. We review the beer itself. We talk about the history of that style of beer, the brewery. And as we're sipping on that beer, after that, we're going to talk a little bit about the latest pop culture news. News about movies, TV, uh, streaming media, stuff like that. Uh, we also review new movies or shows that have come out that we're watching as well. So if you're looking for a cool time, just a, like a little half hour, 45 minutes where you chill, listen to a couple of people drink beer and talk about the latest entertainment news, join us. That's Cracking One Open with Mike and Elise, also available wherever podcasts can be found on Instagram, uh, Twitter, and Facebook as well. So thanks for joining us, guys. And remember to keep on gaming. Beep, beep, boop.